0: Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back soon as we're done. God bless you. God, I thank you for each and every person here. Lord, we never take it for granted, this opportunity that we have to come and minister together. I pray that you give me your inner wisdom to speak life into each and every person. I also pray that everybody under the sound of my voice and the voices of those who will speak today will get something out of the message today that they can use and make their lives better. God, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but it is our confession, our stance, our belief that they will get something out of the message today that will change their life immediately. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Family, we're going to say our Bible confession. We always like to say this (coughs) confession before we get into the Word of God. And we're going to have a few scriptures for you today. It's not going to be as extensive, but yet and still they are from the good book. So to the extent you got your good book, it could be hard copy if you want to work out, hold that big old thing up. If you got it on your phone, your tablet, it don't matter to me as long as it's the word. Let's say our Bible confession. Let's go. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Your very first image today, of course, has a whole bunch of Happy Father's Day type images on it because fathers come in a lot of different packages. And what we're always believing for is that we're going to have good fathers. And as uh, Pastor Grace mentioned to me a few moments ago, that song, He's a Good, Good Father, is something that should resonate, not just as it regards to God, but if you have a good father or if you had a good father, that, that song should, should speak to your spirit. But Happy Father's Day. Getting into this today, we've had, we have five gentlemen who have agreed to speak with you about fathers. Now, it's just, it's in a sense, I'm calling it a forum because we're having a discussion. I've given them three questions. I don't know their answers. It's unscripted. We're going to hear it at the same time. However, I believe that the ones that I have selected as God moved on my heart to select will share something with each of us. It doesn't matter the gender. It'll pay dividends in your life. Before I ask them to come up and take their seat, though, (laughs) next image. When we're talking about fathers, we're talking about them raising boys and girls, little men, little women, and generally speaking, there are some differences between girls and boys. And I say generally because, for the most part, these things hold true. You always have an outlier or two, though. But let's look at a couple of these that I, admittedly, I just I got them from the internet. I did research, OK? I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah. Quote my source. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a child psychologist, but I play one on TV. Here we go. Let's look at this. At infancy, some interesting things. Girls make more eye contact with adults. That's why they're better able to recognize faces. For boys, I read an article that says boys can look at a spinning ceiling fan with the same passion as their mama. (laughs) So (laughs) in some ladies' minds, that's not just for infants. Sometimes a man can just look just blank. They were like, it was was odd. A little girl locked in on the face, and a boy, the same look at his mama, it's the same look at his teddy bear. The same look at his mama, the same look at the dog. The same look. Interesting. They're... Different for girls, and these now go from infancy to kind of as they get older, so it could vary in the range of ages. But girls reach initial development, their their milestones like talking, eye contact, or hand eye coordination, all that stuff, controlling their emotions earlier than boys. Boys, high testosterone, they're more active. And their expressions aren't as verbal it's more physical engagement less emotional control girls just kind of piggybacking off of that fast verbal skills really good at using words to express themselves but the dudes the young boys i came across an interesting stat as they're growing They get up to a point to where they can use words, but really, they only use words about 60% of the time. The other 40% is like noises and sounds. Like there's like bang, bang, and and stuff like that as they're growing up. Another thing that struck me is, that's not just little boys. (laughs) Think about it. When you're talking to someone, and Greta will attest to this, because She's helped me develop into the man that I am today, right? She's she's cut her teeth on some hard stone, some some tough wood. But here here, here you go. You can have the woman communicate using words, vocabulary, just just talking like people are supposed to talk when you get older. And here's the dude. And she's trying to get him to say something. He's making sounds. What's wrong with you? Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. What's that? You listening to me? Mm hmm. <laughs> you gonna do what I ask you to do? Mm hmm. <laughs> Even when you get older, it's, it's funny because it's true. We, we, we tend to not take advantage of our ability to verbalize things. And my wife say just to talk. Girls tend to have small, intimate groups. And when they have their conversations with their friends, they really express themselves deeply how they feel. Boys, usually large groups, and usually around winning or some sport or some competition. Okay? Girls, more outward expression of emotion. Boys, more internal, more concealed. Why do I share all those things? And at this time, gentlemen, please take your seats. You know who you are. I share that because some of these fathers have just sons. Some of them just daughters. Others have a mixture. And these are some of the typical, are you too far back? Do you wanna be up closer? Okay. These are some of the characteristics that they are managing as the child is, is growing up. Just, you ain't gonna do this, bro. It's, it's all casual in here. <laughs> it's all casual, you're good. I'm gonna pass this through to you. It should be. It's on now. And now I'm going to share with everybody the questions that I ask you, that I ask you to think about. And whoever wants to take it from there, please do. If each person has something to say, please grab the mic and say it. I started off at the end there with, with Mr. Rod. Here's your image. They already seen this. So gentlemen, I want you to tell me as fathers, what is it like being a father to a boy, boys, or son, sons, or what is it like being a father to a girl or a daughter? What are the top one or two things you hope to instill in him or her? Say so your which one, is, sort of son daughter? Which are, go ahead? So,
1: girl, only, only child, little girl, uh, nine years old. So, um, so you know, it's, it was tricky right and you know it's no manual right you just kind of learn and, and, and you do your best but I think initially the um, the discipline part was a big deal for me right you know and how stern to be and, and you know spankings no spankings and kind of and you know I didn't want her to um, you know as a man I'm like alright well I don't want to hit her I think it's okay for a man to put you know hands on her right but at the same, you know, I'm daddy, and we're trying to, you know, teach a certain thing. So, um, you know, you get creative. And, and <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you got to really think about it. You know, when when we grew up, when I grew up, it was like, you know, mom said this, and you know, if you didn't do that, then something happened to you, right? You know, it's it's it was it was simple, right? So, but with her, you know, and I didn't grow up with like with a daddy necessarily and it was a man and but you know he never put touched me or anything like that it was you know it was always mom so um yeah yeah she yeah but um so um yeah just figuring out and i talked to some people you know what i mean some people get you know you you know you try to get some some understanding counsel and just understanding all right you can do this versus that just just get creative and like all right we're gonna take this away we're gonna do stuff like that so um that was that was a big thing for me initially, you know. As far as with a boy, I, don't, I wouldn't know um, necessarily the difference, but I can imagine with a boy you can just kind of smack him around a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's you know what I mean, like just pop him upside the head a little bit and little things like that. And it's, and it's. <laughs> um, all right, was that was that it? That was good. <laughs>
2: Um, so um, I have uh, girls and I have a, I have a son um, I'll just I'll just try to stay focused on one or the other because I don't wanna, I don't want to be long-winded so um, I'll focus on my son so I guess um, a lot of a lot of um, what I think about has to do with my background and how I grew up so for me, having a son was humbling. It was very humbling because, like my man over here, you know, my father really wasn't in the picture. So having a son and focusing on what type of man he's gonna be was humbling for me because I didn't have a model. So I don't know why I'm getting emotional. <laughs> so um, so my goal for him, was for him to have courage to be different to be a child of God because today is very difficult for a young boy to say he loves God so I always try to instill in him to be courageous and to have confidence to be expressive to um to be a young boy who loves God with all his heart. So it's it's very difficult in this current climate to instill that, but that's what I try to push the most. The the other thing that I try to instill in him, and I thank God for my wife, is for him to walk in love and compassion. it's OK to be a boy and say, I love you, Dad. Amen. Oftentimes, when we go places, he grabs for my hand. And I know I didn't have it. So I'm very humbled that I have it with my son. And it's automatic for him. As soon as we go, so what, he grab my hand. Um, so for me, um, having a son was very, very humbling. Um, So I try to give them everything that I've got. As far as my girls are concerned, the word that stuck out for me was gratifying because I have an older daughter and the relationship with my oldest daughter wasn't the best. So when my girls came into the picture, I've learned some tough lessons and I try to use all of those lessons and give my girls everything that I've got. The lessons were very, very painful. So I use that to motivate me to be the best dad I can be to girls. I want them to know, and I try to instill in them, I love them unconditionally. I try to instill in them to be comfortable in their own skin. For them to know that they are loved, whether they make a good decision or a bad decision, or that in, at the end of the day, God is always, God and myself, we're always gonna love you. So those are the things that I try to instill in them. So I would say humbling for my son, and gratifying for my girls. And at the end of the day, I want them to know that I love them without condition.
3: Morning, everybody. Uh, So I got quite a few on both sides. (laughs) Quite a few? (laughs) (laughs) Boys with different personalities, girls with different personalities. So uh, I had to learn As I went, unfortunately, I, I too, did not have a father in the the picture. Um, I learned how to love from my mother. And uh, as far as the strength I had to get from the Army, and that's all I knew, which was not a good teacher. All right? So I had to learn as I go. And what I wanted to learn, what I wanted to teach my sons the most as I grew is uh, not just dedication, but the will and ability to handle your responsibilities. Uh, if it's on you to get it done, you need to get it done. You, uh, you have responsibilities in this world, but I also want you to be strong enough to not get yourself in a situation that you can't get out of. I want you to be strong enough to say no to things that you already know going to bring you down. having children is is a little terrifying because once they walk out the door you got no control so you want them to be able to I wanted my sons to be able to lead a situation and not follow it and um, I'm trying not to go too long here the girls (laughs) y'all I want my girls to stand on their own two feet and and, uh, there's a lot to go with it but that is the bottom line uh, I want them to know Christ. I want them that my sons too, of course. I want them to know Christ. And I want them to know that you don't need nobody to take care of you. Yeah. You don't need nobody to house you, to clothe you. You know, me and your mama gonna do that till you're old enough to do it for yourself, but you don't need to go out there and find Mr. Whoever and and let him tell you whatever. And you don't know the difference uh, between this snake over here and a godly man. You need to know that uh, when they come at you with, I could do this and I could do that, you can look them in the eye and say, I could do that myself. What can you do for us? I don't need you to do nothing for me. What can you do for us? Is there a ring involved? And is there a future involved? because I'm not going up to come down. And I want them to know that it's okay to stand on your own. You don't have to have somebody on your arm to make you look like somebody, or feel like somebody, or be somebody. You don't need nobody on the computer telling you you look good or you don't look good. You don't need to hear from other people. You need to be able to look in that mirror and say, you number one. You need to be looking in that mirror and say, I got this. I want them to be able to walk out that door and say, Daddy, I'm going to be all right. Then yeah, I know me and my wife handle it. Now, there was a discipline thing, and that just lets me not thank God for my wife because she is the disciplinarian in the house, and a good one. Um, so they are, They do have already instilled in them the responsibility it takes if, if if they have to get if they have to take care of anyone else. They can take care of them. They can take care of themselves. So um, the main things I want to instill to my son: the word responsibility comes into mind, that encovers a lot of things. And with my girls, strength, strength. You don't need to be taken care of. You, know? so you don't have to believe somebody because you want to. You don't have to take somebody's word that, that, that you, have to, you have to go through this in order to survive. No. You don't need that. You know how to cook. You know how to work. You know how to earn your own money. You know how to take care of your own house. You know how to buy your own house. You know how to buy your own car. You don't need to ride with him. If he do right, let him ride with you. You <laughs> don't, don't need to take you nowhere. You can get there yourself. And so it's the strength that I want them to, to grow with. And um, that doesn't just come with responsibility. That comes with relationships. That comes with school. That comes with the church. That comes with your job when you start working. Soon. So <laughs> I don't want them to think that they have to be carried by anybody. I want them to know that they can stand on their own two feet. Oh, let's see here. So, I, I,
4: I have both. So, hold uh, so, it oh, go. So, uh, first, uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And I'm in a situation where I have, I have both. So, all of my kids are are eight five and three so i have two little girls and then i have the mini me running around (laughs) and i can say that uh raising uh boys is totally different from raising girls (laughs) and that's something that i struggle with uh daily because i'm a uh strict disciplinary meaning that uh it's two things that i want them to to grow up uh Fearing, fearing God and fearing daddy.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but
4: but I, try, I try to balance so they'll know that, that daddy daddy's loves them. And, and if you're around me any period of time, you'll know that uh, I don't play when it comes to my kids. I, I have a couple of rules at, at, at work. I'm going to come to work. Don't bother me. I'm get the work done. And you know, if anything happened with my kids, if it's a, if it's a doctor's appointment, something happened, I'm leaving right then. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so when I, when my, when my wife had Little Frankie, the, uh, the first thing that I told her that I'm going to be there for everything. So whatever appointments you know, don't, don't worry about my schedule. Just schedule it. I'm going to be there. Um, and... I pride myself with being at home and going doing their prayers with them. So each one of them know their prayers. And before they go to bed, they either going to call daddy or they going to call mommy and come say prayers with. Them. Right. So so the the biggest thing that I'm up at night uh thinking about is have I did everything to show them that I love them. With Frankie, I'm a little stern. So and I, sometimes I have to pull back because I will tease it butt up, so <laughs> so so I have to pull back on him. With with the girls, they they can run around, they 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 can do their thing to a certain <laughs> extent, and then once they start to go to that tenth degree, I'm like I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull them in. But yes, as as males, you don't want to be hitting on your daughters and all that there. Uh, Cause I call it that—that that memory that stays there. But you also have to tap that butt sometimes, so they, so they know. Um, but yes, uh, my wife is always saying that hey, you, them, 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 girls, you have to be a little more soft and a little more gentle. So it's, it's a, it's a learning thing. So it's, it's not a, it's not a playbook that's given to you. So you, you are evolving. You're learning through the process. And, and that's something I, I do. I, I talk to other, other uh, gentlemen, uh, other ladies and stuff, and you take little bits of it. But one thing I am thankful for is this church because all of my kids, the, the number one thing that we get out from when we're out and about is that, oh, that y'all raising them the right way. They different from other kids. And they have a genuine heart and, and they, they loving kids. So that's something that I try to uh, keep instilled in them and try to uh, let them hold on to that as long as possible. So, so that, that's, that's the biggest thing, uh, making sure that they know that daddy's there, daddy loves them, and basically standing up at night just making sure that I did everything uh, that I can so they know that daddy's there, that uh, they don't have to worry anything like that.
6: Um, um, For me, I think the the two things that I look to uh, instill in my son is character and confidence. Um, One of the things that I did, what was it, probably kindergarten, right? Um, I drive him to school every day and, um, you gonna say something? driving to school every day and so on the way in we have whatever 15-20 minutes of having a conversation and that's our intimate time where we can just share and talk and um kindergarten um, god put in my heart to develop what i call mccray rules and if you, you see him on the way out check him see if he knows what those rules are there's five there's one for each grade by the time he graduates he's gonna have 12 um so the 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 first rule was Always try your best. Second rule is, never quit. Third rule is, never give up. Fourth rule is, uh, what's the fourth rule, baby? <laughs> uh,
5: I'm,
6: I'm, that, was, that was a test. The fourth rule is, um, no, fifth rule is always be awesome. I gotta ask him what the fourth rule is. So. <laughs> because I'm up on the stage, but we got this whole routine, and and he knows the McCray rules. There, there are. Uh, plastered on our wall um, and so uh, Deborah was telling me now uh, was it early in the week that he's looking forward to his sixth rule. And um, I already know what it was. I just haven't told him what it was. It's about his character. always display God's character, the one that he gave him. And so each year he's going to get a new rule. I can't believe I forgot the fourth rule, but anyway, um, each year he's going to get a new rule and really it's to shape and guide him and they're based on the things that God has put in, uh, showed me about him to help him be on the right path. So character is fundamental for everything that we do in our house, is making sure he's displaying a godly character, making sure he's displaying a character that people can look at and be inspired by. And then confidence is just basically, you know, God created you to succeed, and there's nothing you can't do as long as you believe in yourself and you try your hardest. And so the big thing, like I said, with character is just making sure that he's being that example and displaying the thing that God called him to do, that God created him to do before the foundation of the world. And it starts with him understanding who he is. So character and confidence. Wow.
0: You hold on to the mic. We're going to start with you next. Because where I want to take you in this upcoming moment is as believers, we're always used to quoting that God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's in 1st and 2nd Timothy. It's in Timothy. Find it. Google it. It's in Timothy somewhere. But he's, Paul's talking to Timothy just about, don't be pushed around because you're young. God hasn't given you. Don't worry about folks. God hasn't give you a spirit of fear. But we take that to mean God ain't given us a spirit of fear. And that's true. God did not want you to worry. As a matter of fact, Philippians says this. Give me this next image, please. This is the Amplified Classic and the Message Bible. Amplified Classic Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot, whatever sort, that it, whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in in Christ Jesus. Now, the Message Bible kind of puts it in a very succinct way. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. We know this as believers. And understanding that we're not supposed to worry, it doesn't mean that you still don't have concern for your children. This doesn't replace or move out of the way a caring heart that a father, in this case, has for their children. I'm going to say something that's going to be more of a social statement, knowing that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but the way I say it will resonate better if I use this statement. So fathers, I want you to tell me this. Give me this image. People talk about what keeps you up at night. One of you already mentioned it. Tell me this. Is there or has there been an element of fathering your children that has kept you up at night? And if so, what was it? I,
6: I don't I don't think for me that there's anything that necessarily keeps me up at night. But I, I do um, always question myself. Am I doing what's necessary to prepare him for when I'm not here? And that's the biggest thing for me is um, making sure that I'm hearing from God so that um, I'm making sure that I'm pointing him in the right direction. The Bible talks to us about um, children are like arrows in a quiver. And I want to make sure that, you know, the thing about an archer is it's not like basketball where you can accidentally make a layup. With an archer, you have to be very intentional. And that's the thing that, for me, I want to make sure that I'm intentional about making sure that he's pointed in the right direction so that he can hit the target that God created for him. So um, I think that's the thing that I, I I don't want to use the word worry, but I concern myself with the most is making sure that I'm intentional and I'm on target with them.
4: Once again, um, like I said, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm worried or I'm up at night uh, worried. My thing is, is, when I'm doing my meditation and stuff every night, uh, when I'm in what I call my man's den, I always go through and I think about um, my interactions with my kids throughout the day. Uh, did I, did I say something I need to go back and say I'm sorry for, or or did I do anything that uh, needs correction? So so when I'm in my my uh, meditation or or I'm doing my night retreat, I ask God for uh, two things. One, for longevity. And that's because I lost my dad when I was eight years old. So, throughout my daily walk, I try to present myself for my kids so they know that daddy is there for them, one, and two, that he's there for their mom. And I try to instill discipline in Frankie. So. He could, have something to fall back on because it's not—it's not a playbook. And I always tell my wife that the man is gonna raise the boy; you gotta raise the girls. I'm gonna show the girls that daddy is there, and how a man's supposed to treat. Amen. And they see that by how I treat their mom. But I'm the dismayer, and the moms—I don't know why y'all always do that. Say so go. I'm gonna get your dad. I'm gonna get your dad. When, so so I always have to break that down to the kids that yeah, they know that I'm the starring one and what have you. But it's it's more of just making sure they know that I'm there, uh, disability in the house. But that's pretty much what I'm thinking about at every night. So it's not necessarily word. it's just my checks and balances.
3: Okay, I can honestly say, oh, thank you. You going down the All right, Teamwork, look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Show you right. Okay, um, I can honestly say I don't uh, stay up no more like I used to I, uh, as far as discipline and like I said, my wife's a disciplinarian. I'm the backup. If they they know if they, they know if it go past her, it's, it's, that's a problem. But she's she's the disciplinary I let her handle that. And uh, if you go too far and mama sing you to me, then you already at the end of the line. So, you know. <laughs> so I let her handle that. Uh, as far as me, you know, talking to them, trying to teach them, I feel a lot better what I say and how I act. But, beforehand, and you know, I thank you for that. I'm going to tell you, if anyone was here, there was a sermon pastor delivered a while ago, um, not too far back, but a little while ago, and it was all about forgiving yourself. Not that you are Christ, but you have to learn to forgive yourself. Um, And I'm still grateful to you for that. Uh, you go. You was the best parent you can be. You know you you you, you taught us pretty good, uh, uh, like you do all the time. But that that right there, that changed a lot for me that day, Amen. because I, up until that moment, I was still beating myself up for the parent I tried to be uh, before. I was a single parent at the time. Uh, with Darius and Jasmine, and uh, (laughs) to this day, I hear about what I didn't do or what I couldn't do, where they couldn't go, what they couldn't have, why they didn't do this and why they didn't do that. And and I was up constantly for decades about I could have did this, why I couldn't do that. it kept me up at night because I couldn't teach them how to appreciate anything. I couldn't teach them how to just love, you know, what you have and who you have. And I couldn't teach them a godly way because, honestly, you know, truth to my family, I wasn't godly. Uh, You know, and I thought the way I was doing things – was the way it was supposed to be done. And like I said, the military wasn't a good teacher. And I felt bad for years for that because I really felt a failure as a father, even though I had like my cousin mother, (laughs) Deborah, telling me that I was a wonderful father. I had my friends who, you know, telling me how, how good I was, but at the time, my own kids, you know? So, that what kept me up is me failing them. And I had to learn that, man, you did all you could do with what you had. You know, you, you just, it wasn't like, you, you know, you can make stuff happen that, that didn't exist. You did what you could do with what you had. And here I am in my 50s learning that. <laughs> you know? And that did keep me up. And it affected how I raised my kids up to that point, the ones I have now, because I felt like I had to do everything to make things right. And it caused, if you don't know, that caused you a lot of stress. I'm going to tell you right now. Trying to do it all, uh <laughs> it, it ain't good for you so that's what kept me up is feeling like uh like a failure for a long time and um i thank god for my leaders and i thank god for my family here i feel like i can walk with my head up and i don't have to stress at night no night no more because i'm following a different heart now of course and in my change of heart and thinking lets me know i'm all right right.
2: um what i would say is um over the years there were different things that that i was concerned about as a father but i would say as of late uh, greatest thing that's on my mind is you know you know are me and my wife are we are we being successful with helping them make good choices make good decisions I would say that's the thing that I think about the most is is are we preparing them to make good decisions as they get older you know my girls are, are teenagers now and my son is is the same age as Adrian's son, and they're getting ready to go to middle school. So, I think the thing that me and my wife probably focus on a lot is trying to fill in the whys. You know, why do you want to do this, and why do you want to do that? Trying to give them the background or, or foundation of making good decisions. Well, this is why you want to go left versus going right, and this is why you want to. So, I don't know if there's anything in particular um, that I'm overly concerned about, besides doing our best to make sure they understand the whys and 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 how to make good decisions
1: as they get older. I think I would you know I would echo really everything that's been said for the most part. I. Um, you know, you can second guess yourself, you know, over and over. You know, if you're doing right, you should have done that differently, and you know, you know, we just have the one, so this, you know, we can't mess up one, and we can get it better on this day. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to, we got to get it right, you know. So, um, so you know, we think about that, and I, you know, and um, it's kind of preparing. I try to prepare her as much as possible, so she goes out into the world. You know, you think about. You don't want her to be taken advantage of and stuff you know stuff like that but you can't worry too much about it because you know they're gonna to have to go through some stuff bump their heads a little bit and kind of and learn you know and just find those moments but we just try our best to to give them um, as much knowledge as we can and an example uh, and kind of set an example on how we carry ourselves out uh, and how we deal with certain situations and, and just hope that you know it sticks with them so when she's out alone she can Make, make better decisions and, and um, yeah, and just uh, just handle things appropriately the right way.
0: Thank you. We only have one more question for you. But this is one where, where I wanted to just take a couple of minutes and share my point of view. Uh, uh, many of you hit on it. For me, what would keep me up as my children grew up is whether or not you know, I'm here guiding them in the right path. Whether or not I'm teaching them the right things. You know, for my, come here, I know you don't want to stand up. Come here, son. My, my baby is turning 26 this year. Not so baby anymore. I just wanted you to, I just wanted to be a prop. So you're good to have a seat now. So just give you an age. they're talking about middle school and stuff. My baby is turning 26, okay? Two, two boys and a girl in the middle. For me, it was the training. Notice this image, I just wanna read this for you because we're, we're familiar with this also. It's about training up a child, right? Um, the Bible tells you in the way that they should go when they're old, they will not depart. That's the King James Version, but other versions have wording in there that's more specific. It talks about making sure you raise up your children in accordance to their natural bent or their their natural their their gift. And that says that each child is unique. And having 3 of them all with different personalities, I'm always I was always thinking is it is the training going to stick as they go off to college. You know, one of my sons is in the Middle East in the army recently and he dad I got fired they were shooting missiles at us and all this stuff and I'll be honest, as much God and the Holy Ghost as I got in me, I I had some brain cells on it. I threw up some extra prayers that I probably wouldn't have thrown up ordinarily. God designed you with feelings. He knew that you would have these feelings, but it's don't let the feelings have you. Understanding that God is in control is what you know. Joy comes from what you know. But doesn't mean that you won't worry in a sense of being a parent, being concerned. It says in the Amplified Classic, train up a child in the way that he should go and in keeping with his or her individual gift or bent. And when he or she is old, they will not depart from it. Easy to read says, teach children in a way that fits their needs. Each child has individual needs. Emotional, mentally, and spiritually. So for me, it was, is the training going to stick? And what I had to learn as a father, as an adult, as they grew up and started having their own lives, is this. I got to trust the training. I got to trust that it stick. The Bible says if I train them, it didn't give me any more responsibility but to train. That's my job. Jesus, take the wheel from there. (laughs) And as someone else has already said, if if they fall down, if they mess up, they need to know that God loves them and that their daddy loves them. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm not going to turn away from you, but I had to trust that the training stick. I had to trust it. Here is your final question, gentlemen. People say men lack the capacity to feel. Thus, by default, the majority of fathers get a social stigma of being the least feeling or emotionally sensitive of the parental pair. What do you think about that? And before you answer, let me go ahead and read this next scripture so I'll have this not out of the way but in your spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, amplified classic in the message, fathers do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. Message Bible. Fathers, do not frustrate your children with no win scenarios. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. I read that to you because for me, being emotionally sensitive started off with me just being hard. It's the way I was taught that men handled their business. Hard. But you can, the, the less sensitive you are to each child's emotions, the worse it can make you as a parent. And the worse it could damage your future with your children. So, Understand that the Bible says that you shouldn't frustrate your children and make them mad at you and all this kind of stuff. Go back to my image. As far as fathers that not having feelings or being the least feeling, understand that men don't like to show their feelings, so you, you talking is great. I appreciate it. Give us some praise for him. Our, our men has, have never failed to answer the call. Some of them are like, eh. <laughs> but they've never failed to answer the call. So I celebrate you for that and for sharing as openly as you have. Yes. But men get that stigma. They don't have no feelings. They just don't care. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, the image, uh, I don't know. No.
1: So yeah, so the um, the image you, you showed in the beginning was good, I think, right? So it put some you know some understanding behind you know how how we behave our, our kids, but as you said, even adults, right? You can kind of still see it. Um, I think it's some some definitely some truth to the statement about the man being you know not as uh, are the least uh, what was the word the least emotionally emotional yeah to yeah. but I, you know. And every situation is different, but I think it's somewhat by design, right? I think you can get that balance, right? And I definitely know for sure, especially when she was smaller, that there were some things Amber was like, "No, you're not doing that. It's not. You know what I mean? It's just not happening." Um, And you know, and and, but I think it's necessary because we, you know, we grew up differently, and you know, so coming to that, finding that middle ground to to raise a child, you know, you have to, it's, it's, it can be, you know, uh, challenging sometimes, right? Because you want things to be one way, she wants it to be, so just, you know, of course, hearing from God and kind of praying behind it. If you both have that foundation, then you can always find the that middle ground and, 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 and things work out. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's true. I think, you know, daddy needs to be. It's my opinion, daddy needs to be a certain way, you know. Um, I think as long as, I feel like if Allie understands though that it's just not always one way, Daddy's not always hard. You know, we do have those moments we can share. You know, daddy loves her, I'm gonna protect her, I'm gonna, you know, you don't have to be afraid of daddy, you know, um, but you do know daddy daddy don't play, right? Daddy don't mess around, you know. <laughs> sound like homie don't play that. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, you know, it, it has, you know, so I, because, you know, everywhere else in life, you're going to have, there's going to be, somebody's going to be telling you what to do for the most part, right? You're going to have to kind of line up depending on where you are, the job or wherever you are, you know, when you're somebody else's space. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my kind of thought of it. I think it's accurate to some extent. I think it's designed that way. I think it's, um, you have balance, but I think as long as they understand or she understands that, um at the core, Daddy's always gonna be there. Daddy always loves her. Um and she can always come to daddy, she doesn't have to be afraid of daddy. So when the other part of it is stern, she we can she she understands and we can we can uh we can get through that part of it without necessarily her feeling um her uh spirit isn't like crushed. So, you know what I mean? So she, 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 can, she can bounce back from him. She understands where it's coming from, that it's all coming from love. Yeah.
2: So I, I, I agree with him. I think um, men are less emotional um, in general. Um, but I, I would like to also say that uh, over the years, my emotional connection has changed a lot, um uh, namely because my wife has really really helped me to be more in touch with my emotional side you know um you know, a lot of people grew up and it was like you know men don't cry I'm crying all the time in front of my kids like, I'm, I'm like i'm like i never I never used to cry, but um but yeah, and and uh you know uh you know I'm I'm really grateful for my wife. She's really, really helped me be more in touch with my emotions um when it comes to the kids. Um, she's definitely a lot more vibrant when it comes to the emotions in the house. You know, um you know. I know it's a good word, right? You like that, right? <laughs> um,
5: like,
2: like, but, but, really and truly, I, I honestly, be- I honestly believe that men are just as emotional. We just don't show it.
5: Yes.
2: Um, you know, we're we're at a game. Um, you know, and and my kids are involved in a lot of different sports and activities. Um, You know, I'm moving, I'm shaking, I'm jumping. And I may not say anything, but my wife is the one saying something. I might just be pushing her like, oh man, get that ball, get that ball. So um, I think we're just as emotional. Um, I just think sometimes we need a little bit of help with peeling back the layers. Um, So uh, I, I do agree overall, but I think as we get older, as we mature, those layers get peeled back and it's much easier for us to be more emotionally connected with our kids. Um, so, and and I've always tried to hug my kids, tell them I love them, and try to show them that for a man it's okay to cry, to be emotional. Um, and my kids have seen me up and they've seen me down. Um, and, to be honest with you, they've they've helped me with that as well. I remember um, when my grandmother passed, you know, my wife, all my kids, they came and they comforted me, they hugged me, and they let me cry in their arms. So I think as we grow in Christ, it becomes much more easier to be our authentic selves and to be um, emotional and show those emotions with our kids. So I think there is a stigma, but I think we're changing and we're evolving and we're we're becoming better at being more emotional because our kids need to see that side of us Um, and they don't see it enough. So I will always endeavor to continue to grow and, and be there for them. In general, I'm a laid-back type of person, and that's kind of who I am. But but I've enjoyed having a, a deeper and a more emotional connection with my kids the older I get. And, and for some reason, it seems like the older you get, the more emotional you get as a man. So I enjoy having a good cry every now and then. And, and, and uh, I used to not do it but like i said my wife has helped me tremendously you know if i'm going through something she can tell and she'll open her arms up and and she'll let me cry so she's really really helped me tap into that side of being a full man because sometimes people think you're less of when you show that you're not less of you're just you're being your authentic self the full me um you know this is All that I am, and a part of me, gets emotional too. So having that space to be a full man is 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 awesome and it's fantastic. Um, And when you read the scripture, you can tell that there was a sensitive side of Jesus Christ, where he was all man, but he was also emotional. So, um, so. I think we're changing that trend the more we grow in Christ.
3: Yeah, I've been a victim of that stigma. Uh, Like the the songs say, you you see me in the streets, but you don't know me. You know, it's a running joke in my house that, you know, like my wife. With sweet say, you know, I, that could hurt my feelings. Everybody say at the same time, you ain't got no feelings. <laughs> because my wife is, is stronger in that area than I am. Um, I, I I grew into to this part um, because I thought for years that being strong, you had to walk around strong. You know, you're a man. You got to do that. But, you know, I, I, once I came into myself, I'm like, I know who I am. So I don't mind being emotional that don't make me weak so (laughs) because i know who i am and what i can do so you know what you think of me don't matter if i'm crying it's because of a reason you know and my family know so yeah when it comes to my kids um i would say i can get very emotional i'm the same at the sports but um outside of my sister-in-law you probably hear me over everybody in the stadium, I think she the only one that can beat me. <laughs> I'll let you know that I love my children. I ain't got no problem with it. I'm, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna be loud. I've been. Li- I was loud before. And why I can't be loud now? I'm li- I was loud for the streets. I could be loud for Christ. I could be loud for my kids. I'm just as country as I was when I was in Pensacola. So <laughs> I let. I I I don't mind showing. Who I really am and, and, and I like the way you put it brother it's, it's, it's showing your complete self You know I don't have to hide my My feelings And uh, if a tear come down Just know it's, it's for a reason It's not because I'm soft or weak Or scared Or all them other little words you added To a man who ain't scared to cry It's because I got love in my heart I was taught to love by my mother right. And uh, I love My children from the oldest to the youngest, and anyone that I feel as a father toward, because because I have a lot of children, they have a lot of friends, you know? You gonna love, you know what I'm saying? I love them, I don't mind loving. <clears throat> I I feel comfortable telling you that I can love, I'm capable of loving, because I grew up in that environment where, it, 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 how you should I say, say it right? They, they looked at you some kind of way if you had the words love and care and all that come out your mouth. They look at you sideways, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh but you know it's the truth. That's how they tried to raise us back then with no sensitivity at all. You couldn't care. You was you, you know what I'm saying, you was something else. If you showed <laughs> that you had feelings for anything. So, you know, it you know, back then they was ignorant too, so they didn't know. You know, and we all learn as we grow, or as you say, as we get older, we get more sensitive. That's right, we learn. If you let yourself learn, you gotta be willing to learn. You gotta be willing to, to let yourself be, you, and you can't be afraid of opinion. You know what I'm saying? People's opinion will lead you down the wrong path quick. So, the, the stigma I can look anyone in the eye and say does not apply to me. Uh, I'ma hug my children. You, you, my, my daughter, I, I was gonna wear it today, but I, I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> Y'all will see it. My daughter gave me a, a gift—a T-shirt. that says "Hug Life" with with kittens on it. Because they know I'm gonna. Uh, they know is the king of hugs. You're gonna know that. Daddy love you. Till the end of time, you're gonna know that. My son's going to know that. My, my son's know. You're going to hug me, you know, it, it, because you, it's nothing wrong with it. Right. There's nothing wrong with saying I love you, you know, to someone you love. Don't be scared to say so. The, um, I would say in the past, yes. But in my life, that stigma does not apply. Um, I'm not held back by my feelings, yeah. you know. And those of you who know my testimony, I've been through... Situations that it lets me know that I, I don't have time to try to act hard. I don't have time to, 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 to hide how I truly feel. I know that tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's been proven to me. So if I love you, I'm going to tell you, because I might not be able to tell you tomorrow. So I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm telling all of y'all, I love y'all, and I thank God for you. <laughs>
4: I think there's a lot of truth to that. And and it comes by how, how males are raised. or uh, how males are raised by their dads, if they had or they didn't have their dad in their life, how they were raised by other males. So so it's 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 two sides of this fence. So we want we want males to be strong, show that that uh that toughness, show that strength. Uh and that's that's what the the dads do. We we make sure that we are building them to show that presence, to show that strength, show that they can uh, take command. We don't do a good job of showing the sensitive sides. That's what we get a good wife for, <laughs> because because. because and, and the, 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 re, the reason the reason why I say that is you have to have that, that balance because that's the person that's going to pick up on your shortfalls. Right. That's the person that's going to sit with you at night and say, hey, you have to uh, soften up a little bit or show them this side of it. So that's what I'm thinking for my wife for. But on the other hand, when you are... Talking to your sons, I'm talking about the, the ladies. Uh, or when you talk to your daughters, you always tell them that you don't want a soft man. You want, you, you want a man that's going to take charge and all this here. so So we as guys yes. are groomed and brought up where we're not really taught about that sensitive side. As we get older through this walk of life, then we discover that sensitive side. Now, the 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 guys, we gonna we gonna teach our little our little men the sensitive sides, but that's more of how to acquire that lady, how to how to pursue her and stuff like that. So that's where we show the sensitive side and stuff when we in the we're in the pursuit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so <laughs> so so I see myself when i'm when I'm with Frankie and, and how I interact with him so when when we are at the airport that's what he likes to go watch the planes and stuff so it's a lot of me and him running around or he run and jump in my arms and I hug him and and we are walking around through cars and stuff like that, or when we're together or uh, at parks or he's in the back seat of the car and we are talking. So here he's he's learning that sensitive side or he knows that emotional side of dad. Uh, when I dismarry him and his mom may think oh I was hard on him or his sisters ain't seen him get his butt tapped and they know not to do it. But then later at night when I'm putting him to bed, I'm telling him Daddy's sorry, or daddy did this because of this. Why? So he's seeing that then. So so he knows the the sensitive side. He knows where dad cried in front of him and said that I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this here. So so it's okay to be hard and show that that macho, uh, but you also have to know the child. You have to know how to raise him, when to show that emotion. And like I say, it's something that guys, we're not really taught. We're taught to be that that macho thing. And as you age, as that testosterone drops down, then yes, you're going to soften up regardless.
6: (laughs) I I don't know how to transition from that. I I think everybody here um, has brought a you know, valid perspective. Um, I think that for me, um, I think a lot of the per, the stigma, as you say, is uh, cultural and and generational. Um, and from my own experience, my my grandfather was one of the ones. You know, in the street, you'd be like, "Hey, he's got a reputation that he had to keep." And even in the house, you know, I remember when my dad and me and family Thanksgiving or whatever, like, "Hey, man, how you, how you doing? Good to see you. Love you." Um, okay, okay, like he he just didn't, didn't, it wasn't that he didn't have the 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 emotion, he just didn't have the capability or understand how to express it and uh, that was one of the things that my father was very intentional about, he says I didn't want to raise a family that did that so he did the complete opposite so it was always, I love you I love you, I love you, give me a hug, I love you not overpowering but just he was emotionally connected and um, I think that I didn't have to figure out how to be emotionally connected because I grew up in an environment where it was expected it was demonstrated and it was cultivated and so it's very easy for me to do that with with Evan Um, and I I said it was cultural because I think that over time you know fathers haven't had the opportunity to be present for a lot of reasons Um, whether it was you know always working you know I've worked where I've been tired and I just didn't have any more left to give, and then but that's not the norm for me. But for some people that is the norm. You're working two and three jobs and you just don't have the anything left over to give, and unfortunately the kids or the family get the short end of the stick. But th- that's that's part of the cultural thing that I think that is changing because as as we know better we do better, and so I think that um, you know as, as all the gentlemen here said, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that. Um, we're at a point where we believe it's okay to be emotionally connected with our families and with our kids. And I think we're starting to see the benefits of it. Um, it we're, 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 we're creating the whole and complete family, not just the, the daddy and the mommy and the son. And there's a disconnect, it, it's the complete family. So um, I, I think that the stigma is out there. Um, it just don't apply to me. So.
0: Give God some praise for that. We're going to wrap up with this statement. You know, just to share a little bit about myself, I had a great father, great father. And as good as dad was, he was a man's man. And I remember the first time I went and gave him a hug. You know, we had started going to church, and everybody hugged. And I went home, Oka Humpkin, hey, son, hey, pop. And I gave him a big hug, and he Tensed up. His hands, he'd be like this. <laughs> he just stiffened up, and his hands went out to the side like, what has happened to my boy in Tampa? <laughs> and over time, I kept hugging him and hugging him. He would lean in. Oh, wow. And then after some period of time, he started to hug me back. Why do I tell you that? Because I grew up as he and all my uncles and grandparents My grandfathers taught me that there are certain things men do and men don't do. And like they've been sharing, you don't have that emotional side, really. Um, My dad was very caring, but my dad meant what he said. And what changed me to be emotionally connected was, I'm glad my son here because it has to do with him. When he was a little one in the family room, one day I came up to give him a hug, and when I reached for him, he cowered and flinched like this. He just put his hands up in his head and he got in a tiny little ball and covered his, and that, I just froze. Because that was a depiction of how he, he saw me. He saw me as an attacker. Wow. And I stepped back from him, probably about six feet. I sat on the ground and I opened my arms and I said, come here. And he eventually made his way over, and I just sat there and hugged him for about, it felt like forever, but maybe a minute or two. And then I talked to him, but that changed me. I realized I needed to be more emotionally sensitive, that I couldn't just be someone that barks. I couldn't be just someone that spanks. And that has paid dividends for me, because all of my children, both my sons and my daughter, we do have that strong emotional connection and they know they can come to me and talk about anything. And that's what I wanted. If you would give God some praise for our men. (laughs) And today was for, we said fathers, but also father figures. Not, not everyone is a biological father, but there's a lot of fathering going on. So for those of you who've had good father figures in your life or still have them, we celebrate them as well. Let's close out with prayer. God, I thank you that everyone here, that they've received what you have for them, had for them in this service. The insights about being emotionally sensitive and the insights about making sure that you identify the individual natures of each child all the things that we've discussed the concerns that parents have that's universal stuff i thank you that regardless of the gender each each person takes away a nugget from today and now, God, I also thank you for the fathers that were willing to be open and transparent with us. I pray a blessing on their fathering. As they've shared their hearts, from their hearts to your ears, God, let the desires of their heart be first on your list. Let them raise them to understand that their dads, their fathers love them. And yes, it may appear from time to time that their fathers don't have that emotional side, but let them know that, oh, their fathers want to be connected to them. I thank you for also, as they mentioned, those who have wives that help them be better. I thank you for their marriages, and may they continue to be strong throughout time. Hmm. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.